0: Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for this wonderful opportunity we have to open up this book of all books, the Word of God. Thank you for the inspired Word of God today, Lord, we thank you that today the Word of God will challenge us, it'll minister to us, it'll focus us, it'll make us better today. And so we honor your word and we reverence this opportunity of sharing God's word with you, your people today. So thank you, Father God, for bringing your word across with clarity, with accuracy and simplicity so we can immediately apply it to our lives every single day and especially during this season. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I have a question for you today. Have you taken the time to write down or verbalize the lessons that you've been learning during this COVID season? I pray that you have because we don't don't wanna be the same way that we came into this season as we exit this season. We wanna make sure that we're better and stronger and deeper and more alive and in love with God. I, like you, have been taking the time and asking God to, to show me what lessons should I be learning during this COVID season. I don't have a, a full picture of all that God is doing uh, in my life and the life of IFC, but I do have some snapshots, I do have some glimpses. And so today, I wanna to talk about one of those because I believe it's very important and one that I believe you'll, it'll get your attention today. See, I see a very clear delineation between those who are willing to pay the price to grow and those who are not. I think it's quite obvious. As I was meditating on this delineation, these three words rose up in my heart. They are price over comfort. Price over comfort. So I want to unpack this today, price over comfort, because I believe these words are very powerful. And I, I, so I want to minister to you today on the subject of this price over comfort. And I believe there's a lot that we need to learn and understand in regards to this. See, in order to have the courage to grow, you have to be willing to pay a price to grow. Price over comfort. There's definitely a price to pay for living in the last of the last days that we find ourselves in. And 2 Timothy 3.1 describes that price. Here's what it says. But understand this, that in the last days, will come set in perilous times of great stress and trouble, hard to deal with and hard to bear. My goodness, that's such a powerful scripture. And when we think about it, man, it, it so des- describes the day that we're living in right now, isn't it? That these perilous times that are producing great stress and trouble, they're hard to deal with these days and, and hard to bear, no doubt. And to me, that word perilous, really sticks out. And so that word perilous means, it strongly implies the immediacy of danger. It means the danger, risk, or ruin. It means dangerous, hazardous, hazardous, precarious, vulnerable, uncertain, insecure, critical, desperate, exposed, problematic, difficult. Isn't that all very descriptive of of how we feel, sometimes all these in one day. It never fails that we go back and forth and feeling this sense of danger, risk, and ruin, and feeling so vulnerable and feeling so open and insecure, uncertain. Boy, I tell you what, here as we are facing uh, an election, here we are facing uh, the constant fight for systemic, against systemic racism and the economy, and my goodness, the list goes on and on, what's happening in your house. Um, so we know that this is so true, that there is this price to pay during this time. <clears throat> None of us like going through unexpected challenges. And as much as we don't like these surprises or these surprise disruptions, They really do become defining moments in our lives, shaping us into the individuals that we are. Now notice, please, that when I talked about unexpected challenges, I used the word disruption, not interruption. See, I believe what we're dealing with right today is not just an interruption. An event happens and then we go back to the way we were. I believe this season is a disruptive season We're dealing with disruptions. These events will cause us to never again be the same. We are changed. Well, let me explain what I mean by all this. Let's talk about a defining moment for a minute. What is a defining moment? Well, a defining moment is an extraordinary event that introduces yourself to yourself. We can see right away this is very different because it's it's opening us up to r- the real us it's helping us to see what's deep on the inside of us it's helping us to notice maybe what we've been avoiding or denying or or causing to not wanting to deal with but a defining moment is this extraordinary event that introduces yourself to yourself they are usually a series of difficult events that can often take us by surprise and can shake us down to the very core of our foundation. My goodness, are we in a defining moment today? Are we as a church, as a nation, as families, as individuals in defining moments? I I guess so. Absolutely we are. See, these events are defining because they're either going to cause us to become whiners, walking through life with a loser's limp, or it's going to produce a fresh fire and fight in us, To move forward in God. It's either going to contain us into an old place or break us out into a whole new dimension. See, defining moments do exactly that, define us. They define us by revealing our true character. They define the necessary adjustments we have to make in order to qualify for all that God has prepared for us. See, I believe there is there are, there are many things God's preparing for the church, preparing for us as believers, that are necessary and important for these specific last days. We didn't need them necessarily up till now, but we do now because we're living in a whole different dimension, in a whole nother realm of, of existence that, that we haven't quite seen quite like we are in today. The verse that comes up in my heart is 1 Corinthians 2.9. It says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has, there it is, prepared for those who love Him. Amen. I don't know about you, but I love Him, and I know you love Him, and because we love Him, there are certain things He's prepared for us specifically for this season. And I said, in order to qualify for these areas of our life, these blessings, these, this grace that's available prepared just for us now, it's important that we uh, make the necessary adjustments and, and understand how these defining moments work in our lives. In 1 Samuel, young David had his defining moment, didn't he? When he faced the lion and the bear while protecting his father's sheep. They were all about defining his character, Helping him to mature, to do what? Making him into the leader that would ultimately face his great giant disruption, Goliath. So we all are dealing with these disruptions in our lives. It's making us feel very uncertain and vulnerable, making us feel all these feelings of insecurity um, that that maybe we we have felt at times, but not so heavy and so strong as we are right now. See, we need to pay attention. We need to be alert, church. Amen. And there are lessons to be learned. There is a process God is taking us through. Defining moments, they're difficult. Yes, they're challenging. Um, They're out of the ordinary. Oftentimes, they don't seem fair, and we wonder, will we ever get through them? When are they going to end? And there seems to be wave after wave after wave, and that's what makes it so challenging. We all eventually, yes, will make it through, but many will become bitter through this season, and others will become better. Some will become angry, and they'll blame God, and blame others, and become stuck while others will become stronger, more in love with God and His Word, ready for this new season. So what makes the difference? Why will some be bitter and others better? Why will others move forward, others get stuck? Why will some stay angry and others will, will walk and, and stand tall in, 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 in the assignment that God has given them? Why? It goes back to those three words, price over comfort. Price over comfort. See, the way we get through this is willingly paying the price for where we're going. If we are not willing to pay the price, we can't go where God wants to take us. So we see this price over comfort found in several places in the Bible. Let me go through a few of them. The first that comes to mind is in Matthew chapter 7. We'll start at verse 24. We're reading out of the passion's translation it says this Everyone who hears my teaching and applies it to his life can be compared to a wise man who built his house on an unshakable foundation when the rains fell and the floods came the, with fierce winds beating upon his house it stood firm because its strong foundation but everyone who hears my teaching and does not apply it to his life can be compared to a foolish man who built his house on sand. When it rained and rained and the flood came with wind and waves beating upon his house, it collapsed and was swept away. What important verses today, important verses that apply to each one of us, important verses that, that really picture and, and point to the season, the stormy season that we find ourselves in. This verse is pretty clear, isn't it? This verse is pretty clear. Storms of life are the great revealer. Storms don't make us or break us as they just reveal the quality of our foundations. And that's the thing about storms. They reveal, don't they? They expose. They cause us to really understand it's not what we think we are. It's not what we portray that we are. It's not how strong we talk. It's how we really are in the deepest part of our Foundation. Here are two things that Jesus is saying about this passage of scripture. He's saying to us that there are rains and floods. What do they represent? They represent the pressures of life. We all feel the same pressures. We all feel the same thing. We're all watching the same news and basically understanding this pretty close to the same picture that we're going through. Pressures of life are the great revealer. And then it talks about the house the structure you build that's your life right that's your life see both of these men built a house absolutely and they both experienced the same rain they both experienced the same wind and the same waves one heard the word of god listen and paid the price and became a doer of the of the word the other heard the word but chose comfort instead and did not become a doer of the word and the outcome of both what was so very different by the same storm. Jesus didn't say if the rains come, if the winds blow, if the flood waters rise. He just assumed it would because it's a given. We're living in the last of the last days, those perilous, dangerous, risky, overwhelming times that we're living in. You can't escape them no matter what people tell you or no matter who you are. About a month and a half ago now, Jeremiah 12, 5 kept going over and over in my heart, and I knew it was a verse of scripture for us, a verse of scripture, a now verse, one of those verses that come alive for a specific moment in time. And and a little background and a little context will help us when I read this verse. Verse 5, the prophet Jeremiah was dealing with some very intense mental and emotional pressures because of ongoing persecution that was happening by his very own people in Asathos. And they were plotting to kill him because he would not stop prophesying what the Lord gave him. And they were kind of fed up and wanted to say, come on, enough is enough. And so they were angry at him and they wanted to plot to kill him because he would not stop saying what God told him to say. And then he was upset and complained to the Lord that the wicked were prospering during a very terrible drought um, in in his area and in his cities, and and his people were suffering. And so he was saying, God, it's not right uh, that that, that these wicked men would prosper during such a time. And he, he wasn't happy. He wanted God to do something like, Destroy them. So God's reply to Jeremiah wasn't what he expected. God's focus was not on punishing the wicked. It was on his servants, Jeremiah, on his character and spiritual development. So think about that as we read now, Jeremiah 12, verse 5. It says this, But the Lord rebukes Jeremiah's impatience, saying, If you have raced with men on foot and they have tired you out, then how can you compete with horses? And if you take to flight in a land of peace where you feel secure, then what will you do when you tread the tangled maze of jungle haunted by lions in the swelling and flooding of the Jordan? My goodness, this is important verses of scripture because Jeremiah here was certainly in the middle of a challenge. It was like a hard-fought race with the footmen, no doubt. Yet, even with the appreciation of that challenge that he was going through, there were greater challenges yet to come. So by analogy, Jeremiah could expect to run against horses in the future. But he first needed to learn how to trust God and to draw his strength in his present tra- challenge, draw his strength from God, in order to prepare him for the greater challenges that were yet to come. And so, uh, here is something very important you need to understand. God never calls us to contend with horsemen until he has first trained us to contend with the less formidable footmen. That's very important. See, Jeremiah was going through a very difficult time. Jeremiah found it difficult in Anathoth. And, and, And if it was difficult in his own hometown, How would he fare in Jerusalem as you continue to read the story? The troubles he was having in Anathoth were nothing compared to the troubles he would have later in Jerusalem, Babylon, and in Egypt. So the second part of Jeremiah 5, the analogy continues, right? And it says this, And if you take to flight in a land of peace where you feel secure, then what will you do when you tread the tangled maze of jungle haunted by lions in the swelling and flooding of the Jordan. The analogy uh, supplies here the same lesson, isn't it? Same lesson of the footmen in the horses and the present circumstance is a challenge yet again. A greater one is coming. The overflowing of the Jordan was generally happened during harvest time, right? It drove lions and other beasts of prey from their hiding places among the bushes that lined the banks of the Jordan River and spreading themselves across the country, they created havoc, right? Killing cattle and, and, and slaying men. Uh, my goodness, it was, it was awful. And so what's, what's, what's the Lord saying here to Jeremiah? He's saying, Jeremiah... If you're being challenged by the simple things I've asked you to do, then how will you have the spiritual strength to do what I want you to do next? The Lord is saying the same thing to us, and I want to read this verse of Scripture out of the Message Bible and the Living Bible because I believe it gives us a little bit more broader picture of what we're dealing with here. And you need to pay attention because this verse of Scripture so applies to IFC and the church at large and what we're dealing with today in a very real way. Here is Jeremiah chapter 5 in the Message Bible. It says this, So Jeremiah, if you're worn out in this foot race with men, what makes you think you can race against horses? And if you can't keep your wits during times of calm, what's going to happen when troubles break loose like the Jordan in flood? My goodness, that's powerful. And the Living Bible says this, The Lord replied to me, if racing with mere men, these men of Anathoth, has wearied you, how will you race against horses, against the king, his court, and all his evil priests? If you stumble and fall on open ground, what will you do in Jordan's jungle? My goodness. Man, these these verses are powerful, and I I pray you're, you're hearing them today because what's the lesson here? Well, the lesson is pretty obvious. Each new challenge, horsemen, horses, the flooding of the Jordan, helped Jeremiah develop his faith and grow in his assignment. See, those who choose comfort are ultimately, listen, they're ultimately going to choose the hard life because comfort stifles maturity. We think comfort is the easy way. We think comfort is, man, that's what I want to sign up for. And let me tell you something, right off the bat, comfort is overrated, right? It really is. And so when we choose comfort, we think we're going the easy way, but really we're choosing the hard way, the hard life, because we can't grow in a comfortable environment. Those who choose the price to develop, right? They choose the the price to grow, develop what their spiritual muscles and they accomplish so much more for the Lord see listen very carefully there is no growth without challenge and there is no challenge without change wow see we we're being challenged and the challenges to come will pale in comparison to the challenges we're facing right now let's just be real and we have to understand that in the midst of all this God's trying to get our attention He's trying to warn us. He's trying to say, hey, hey, IFC, there's a price to pay. Don't be like others who are willing to let go of their assignment or willing when times get a little hard and a little tough and a little challenging to walk away. This is not the time to walk away. This is not the time to capitulate. This is not the time to let go of your dream. This is not the time to not read your Bible, to not pray, to not pray in the Holy Ghost, to not stay connected to your family. It is not the time to disconnect. Absolutely not. Ultimately, God was more concerned, listen, listen, with the development within the prophet of God, not just the difficulties around him. God could handle the problems around Jeremiah, but God could not force Jeremiah to grow. Only Jeremiah could make the choice of staying in the race and accepting each new challenge. And so ultimately the same is true about each one of us. It's true about you and it's true about me. And I'm said, as I said, I'm preaching to myself today. And some of the best messages are the ones that you preach to yourself. This is the work that God's doing in me as we speak and in our team and our staff. And, and so this word really applies to all of us, right? God is more concerned about the development within us and not just the difficulties that are pretty obvious around us. God can handle the problems around us, but listen, God cannot force us. To grow. Amen. Only we can make that choice by what? Staying in the race and accepting each new challenge. Now, I wish there was a better way. I wish there was another way to qualify to handle more of God's blessings, but there's not. And the verse of Scripture that comes to mind in the midst of all this is 1 Corinthians 16, 9. right, it says, For a great and effectual door has opened up to me and there are many adversaries. It's a great verse of Scripture. It's one that hits home again of the opportunities that lie around us, the opportunities of preaching the gospel, the opportunity of people being open for the, the need of God and His Word and His strength and His plan and this need to know Jesus as our Lord and Savior. We can't do this on our own. Man, there's such a great and effectual door that has opened up to us during this time. So if I can take out the word great and the word effective, I believe it helps me understand this verse even more. Great means unusually large in size and dimension. That's what God has in store for us now and and, and what is yet still to come. This enormous great uh, opportunity that God wants to bring to us. The word effect, effective means valid or powerful, producing desired results. Let me tie something out. Read that verse. And I say, that's us. That's what we're wanting. That's what we're believing for. We're believing God for these kind of opportunities, right? For your business, for your family, for, for your life, for your call of God, for the purposes of God upon our lives. Absolutely. Sounds like the type of doors each one of us want to go through. But question, why aren't more of us walking through these doors of God opportunities? Well, it says there, because hanging around the entrance of these doors are what? Many adversaries. Other translations talk about opposition. And so, right around the blessings of God, what? There's a price to pay. We just don't walk in to the blessings of God. We just don't one day, these things fall on us. these, These opportunities don't just happen, right? We have to what? Choose those three words again. What are they? Price over comfort. Here's what I learned over the years. Opportunity plus opposition, equals God's will. Well, I wish there wasn't so much opposition, but you can't enter into God's will, whatever it is for your life, without knowing that there's opportunity, but also knowing there's opposition to go along with it. When God opens a wide door of opportunity for you, it'll be absolutely the right door for you, but it will not be a problem-free door. So if we allow problems and opposition and and, and, and perilous times and the whole description of that we're living in and the storms of life to stop us every single time. Well then we'll never advance, we'll never grow. We'll never be who God's called us to be. See, the bigger the opportunity, the greater the, opportun- the, the bigger the opportunity, the greater the potential for opposition. Wow. But also the greater potential there is for what? God's grace. That's sufficient for us. The power of the Holy Spirit that comes alongside to help us. The Word of God that rises up big within us to equip us and empower us. Absolutely. See, there's a stronger anointing waiting for those who will choose price over comfort. There are, there's a greater harvest of souls waiting for those who will choose price over comfort. There are more miracles wanting to take place in our lives for those who will choose price over comfort. There's a greater manifestation of God's presence. There's, a, there's more peace and joy, more opportunities for God's favor. The list goes on and on for those who are willingly, will continue to choose price over comfort. And so I want to challenge you, make sure today, and make sure that this word goes off clearly in your heart today. I pray you're hearing me. It's it's one of these messages that you got to go back and listen to again. And I pray that you do. And I know that, that I believe this will bring clarity and, and insight to many people's lives. See, when we're, when we get tired of running our race, let me tell you something. I've, I, I've gotten myself tired. Vern and I will admit that, man, it, we, we become weary during this COVID season, there's no doubt that we got tired, no doubt that our minds got overwhelmed, no doubt, that, just like you, right, and your family. It's been overwhelming at times and challenging and and hard to focus, hard to bear, hard to deal with. Let me tell you something, we have an example to look to. Someone who's been there, done that, someone who's been through stressful, perilous, overwhelming times, his name, is jesus and he tells us and i want to close with this today hebrews 12 1 verses that put it all in perspective because jesus has already been down this road right he's already been down this road and 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 because he has he knows how to help us go down this road and enable and equip us we have an example on how not to give up and grow weary let's read these verses in hebrews 12 verses 1 through 3 says this Therefore, then, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses who have borne testimony of the truth, let us strip off and throw aside every encumbrance, unnecessary weight, and that sin which so readily, deftly, and cleverly clings to and entangles us. And let us run with patient endurance and steady and active per- persistence the appointed course of the race that is set before us, looking away from all that will distract to Jesus, who is the leader and the source of our faith, giving the first incentive for our belief, and is also its finisher, bringing it to maturity and perfection. He, for the joy of obtaining the prize, the prize that was set before him, Endured the cross, despising and ignoring the shame, and is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Listen to this verse 3. Just think of him who endured from sinners such grievous opposition and bitter hostility against himself, reckoned up and considered it all in comparison with your trials, so that you may not grow weary or exhausted. Losing heart and relaxing and fainting in your minds. Oh, my goodness. I would encourage you, get those verses out in the Amplified Classic and read them over and over again. Go through different translations. My goodness, and that'll bring focus into your life. It'll bring absolute strength into your life. Yes, it will. Listen, IFC, are you growing weary? Are are you exhausted, losing heart? relaxing and fainting in your mind? Absolutely, we can all relate to that. Every one of us, I don't care who you are, how long you've been a child of God, how short you've been a child of God, how long you've lived on this earth, how short you've lived on this earth. We are all under the same storm. We are all under perilous times, I get it. This is not the time to stay there. This is not the time to grow weary and lose heart and faint in your minds. This is not the time to give in to those unnecessary weights that so easily mess us up and that sin that so easily entangles us. This is not the time for to be encumbered by the weights and to continually yield to those sins that so easily mess us up. With Jesus as our example, The Bible says, let us run, listen, with patient endurance, steady and active persistence, the appointed course of the race that is set before us. The fact that we're in this race means we can do this race. means that God is able to, uh, to enable us and God is willing to, Give us everything we need. God would never allow us to run a race that we couldn't handle. God would never allow us to be in in these kind of days if we didn't have everything necessary to walk through them strong and healthy and whole. Listen, IFC, please be willing to choose price over comfort. Let's, Let's pay the price. Let's be willing to stand our ground and be willing to share the gospel and be willing to stand on God's word and pray in the Holy Ghost and trust God and and, and do all that we've been talking about over these last weeks that we should be doing and resist every temptation to choose comfort. Wow. Price over comfort. I pray these words get deep inside your heart. And if you've chosen comfort, that I pray it jerks the slack right out of you. You'll get off your blessed assurance and that place of comfort and, and and ease and realize, no, 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 There is so much God's prepared for us. There is so much God wants to do for us. But we have to be willing to stand back up, be willing to brush off all the dust and the dirt and all the, 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 the darts and targets that, that, are, that have come against us and stand our ground and say, I'm... I'm willing in these last of the last days to make sure I'm going to constantly choose price over comfort. Let me pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray, Father God, that every, every ear was wide open today. The ear of our heart, the ear of our spirit, the ear of our soul heard this word loud and clear today. Oh, Father, forgive us for being lazy. Forgive us for procrastinating. Forgive us for cruise control. Forgive us for for being comfortable. Forgive us for not being willing to be interrupted on behalf of others. And Father, we we say, forgive us. We repent for uh, being so soft. We repent for giving in to the weights and the sin that so easily have entangled us. And Father, we stand back up and we thank you for forgiving us. And we choose price over comfort. That's who we are. Man, we are leaders. We are, we are on the cutting edge. We want to make a difference in our world. And we thank you, Father God, that we rise up and, and be willing to raise our hand and say, you can count on me uh, to be a last day warrior and to be all that I need to be with the full armor of God, ready to move forward in Christ. I pray, Father God, that you strengthen us, enable us. I bind fear and anxiety. I speak peace. I speak joy over each one of us. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Father God, that this message, Lord, will continue to be a rallying cry for us to constantly do what? To choose price over comfort. Let me tell you something. You don't want to go through these last days without Jesus living in your heart. You want to make sure that you have every advantage possible. You want to make sure that you're right with God, that heaven is your home. You want to make sure that eternity is set for you. And in order for you to be successful and for you to, be, to thrive during these very difficult times is to make sure that Jesus lives in your heart and He is your Lord and your Savior. I want to pray with you. And I want to make sure that if you don't know Jesus or if you're not sure that heaven is your home, I want to make sure today with this simple prayer that you can walk in the confidence of knowing that God is is for you pray this prayer with me please father in Jesus name I can't do this without you this world is way too crazy right now I need you father right now I acknowledge you Jesus as my Lord and Savior Jesus forgive me from my sin I believe you died for me shed your blood for me but you didn't stay dead that you rose again I ask you and invite you to live inside of my heart. Be my Lord and my Savior. I receive eternal life. I receive salvation. I receive forgiveness. I will never be the same. In Jesus' name. Amen. We sure do love you. God bless you. You have a great day today. Please connect with us. Those that are online, we would love to get to know you. We would love for you to get to know us. We appreciate you. We value you. You have an awesome day today. God bless you.